Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. And I am absolutely a happy girl. So many good things have happened in the last couple of days in the way of manifestation, in the way of joy, in the way of being a kid, in the way of just having a moment of clarity that I haven't fucking had in I six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I don't know, like a year and some change. Ooh, your girl Riley is in a very, very cloud nine-ish mood. Okay, so the last time you talked to me, I had just come off of coming on the beach vacation and I was about to go to the Pink concert, which... Oh my God. Like so many of you guys have reached out and asked if I had a great time. And I'm like, I don't even know how to describe it. Most of you guys are not new around this here podcast, but if you are like pink is my spirit animal, but that doesn't even cover it. Like that woman's songs have literally saved my life more times than I can count. And for the sheer fact of the matter that like I would hear her songs when no one would understand me, when I was heartbroken, when I was angry at the world, when I was in a great mood or, you know, whatever it was, there was always a song that just came out like manifested at the time I was going through it that completely and perfectly described what I needed to hear. Like my first favorite pink song ever was Just Like a Pill. I mean, I liked her stuff when she was kind of doing R&B, when she was coming up an art- as an artist and kind of like paying her chops to the industry. And that's what you do in a lot of ways. And I'm sure in every industry, like you got to do the grunt work and the shit you don't really want to do, even in entertainment, even in Hollywood. And you got to move up the ladder. And Just Like a Pill was one of those ones when she was like, I want to do what I want to do. And I love this story so much that... At the time, she was killing it in R&B, and she went into L.A. Reid's office, who's a big wig in the industry, and somebody that shouldn't have been, or I don't know, maybe not shouldn't have been, but most would have said, you shouldn't do that, like talking to at the time. And she was like, hey, I want to do this. And he's like, well, you can't. You know, you have this audience, you have this persona, you have this whatever. And she's like, I'm fucking doing this. Either you're coming with me or not. And uh, like, I just admire that so much with the no fear. Like, have you ever looked fear in the face and said, I don't care? That's one of my favorite lyrics from any of her songs. That's going to be a tattoo soon. I bet. Watch. And I've just loved every bit of her songs. All of them. Even the ones that in the moment don't ring true anymore. They always hit me to the soul. You know, like my husband, when he gave me the birthday present, you know, my birthday's not till September, but it was an early birthday present because obviously she comes when she comes and we go where pink wants. Um, I was so excited, not only because I was seeing pink, but in my life, honestly, and this is crazy how obsessed I am with her. I've only seen pink. This is the third time. Now, the first time I ever saw her was in Nashville and that was like a makeup concert because I had the opportunity to see her before that, but I was dating some doo-doo bird and if he couldn't go somewhere, I couldn't go somewhere and he couldn't afford it. So I didn't have the money to pay for both of us. So there was no going to that. Ugh, yeah, that Riley is long gone. Um, And then the second time I saw her, 
<sighs> was with my ex-fiance and it was like, I was excited to see her, but that relationship was so horrible that even though I seemed happy at the time, I couldn't feel it the way that I wanted to. And the next time I saw her was at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, the actual performance part of that wasn't like a full-on concert because, you know, iHeart has so many artists and you have like a set of a song, a couple of songs, and we were there for work. And, you know, sitting next to me was somebody that was just not, you know, and so it was like I, I, I was moving and grooving and screaming and singing and I look over and that person is just like, eh, eh, and I'm just like, okay. But that's just, it, it wasn't a, it, yeah, it was kind of a buzzkill. So I, I almost felt like I had to make myself smaller, you know, because I was not embarrassing anybody and oh no, like what, what consequences were going to come after this, which is horrible. But that year we were backstage and she was there and people were like, well, oh my God, you didn't go up to her. And I was like, well, no, I couldn't, you know, we as a, you know, personalities, if you're not there to interview the artist, you don't just bust in there and just be like, oh my God, you know, but I have this picture from years ago that I, you know, when we were there that I, she's behind me and I'm like, like freaking out, like pretending to scream in my head because I was so excited to be in her presence, but I never really like wanted to meet her in that capacity because with her, I mean, artists have bad days, people on their period, because I don't know, I'm a demon when I'm on my period. And like, you know, I just, I never wanted to like kill that inspiration. And I'm aware that like, it, you could catch anybody, any human, and as real as she is on a bad day. And I just would never want that to crash my bubble. I'm not saying she would, because every bit of her that I've seen is just very real and very raw. And I like, have wanted to be just like her since I was a kid. You know, I used to have, I still have this. It's a Riley nameplate that I had. Instead of the I, I had the exclamation point like she does. And it's just, if ever I was to talk to her, I wouldn't want it to be an interview or a concert. I would want to sit down and have some food with her or just tell her like, hey, more times than I can count on my fingers and toes your songs saved my life and made it feel like I wasn't alone. I get full body goosebumps even just thinking that. So fast forward to, what is this? Uh, eight years later, seven, seven years later, after the iHeart, seeing her in person, my husband's got tickets for us. And the day of, it's fucking monsooning outside. Like we had a tornado watch in DC yesterday or a warning. I don't know. It was pouring down rain. And I'm just like, normally I'd be stressing out. I'd be pissed. And I was like, you know what? I am going to put my curly haired weave or the frizzy haired weave that I love so much because that way if the rest of my hair gets frizzy, it won't matter. I was debating between a skirt and the shorts that you guys so graciously helped me pick out on Instagram. And I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go with the shorts and I'm going to roll with the punches. And I don't do that, especially not with pink. And I was like, I just didn't care what happened. I wanted to go and have that moment with my husband. And I set my damn intention that nothing was going to go wrong. That was going to shake me or make this night terrible for us, especially because my husband had put so much thought into making this special for me. And Marshall makes everything feel special. Like he's the most generous gift giver, the most thoughtful gift giver. 
But it was more than that. It was like we, you know, I put this post up on Instagram and we talked about this in the last podcast about going to the beach with our family that we don't get that time to reconnect almost ever anymore. And that is, you know, that can kill a marriage if you do that for too long. And it's easy to slip into, to be just ships in the night. And, you know, everything has changed with us financially and with schedules and, and you know, just identity crisis and all the things that could be a killer to a union, a wedding, you know, a marriage. So it was... Yes, it was all about pink, but it was more than that. It was about like just also letting my husband see the side of me that he's never seen. It's not like he's never seen me elated or happy or being a little kid, but this is just different. The freedom I feel when hearing pink songs to just fucking let go, whole nother level. And we get we were getting ready to go and and this man oh my god i love him he had already had the ponchos ready to go he had the umbrellas ready to go two of them because when you're walking together as a couple with an umbrella like somebody's going to get wet somebody's ass is going to get soaked and i was just like oh babe like he had drinks in the car for us for afterwards snacks like he had all the chargers he had everything ready to go and i was just like damn it i love you so we're on our way there. It is pouring down rain. Everybody's DMing me. Everybody's texting me like, please be careful, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't care. If it soon's on me, like, it's going to happen. The concert's going to happen. People are like, oh, her openings might be canceling. I'm like, I don't care. It's going to happen. I know it is. And I wouldn't let my mind go to anything worrisome at all. And lo and behold, we get there. The rain opens up and we got there way earlier than we thought we were going to. The traffic was not bad. So we actually got to sit down and have a meal together with no kids, a restaurant meal, you know? And that was so nice. Like we walked in there. I wasn't rushed because we rush everywhere we go. And we like sit down and I'm just like jamming out. I'm like Pat Penatar opened up and I was just so happy. I was so excited. And then she comes out and it was like sensory overload. I, in a matter of three minutes, screamed, cried, jumped, cried again, laughed, smiled, danced. It, oh my God. Like the opening set that she did was like all of my songs from like glitter, not glitter in the air. That was later. She's like, I don't know. I can't even, it's a, it's almost a blur. But all the songs that she was doing, I was just fucking feeling it. And I love my husband because he was just like videoing me and taking pictures and making sure I got every at, like, you know, I had the memories from every minute of it all. And I look over at him and he's like smiling and he's got this little like pride smile. And like, I just was like, what, baby? He's like, I just love seeing you this happy. You know, before the concert started, when it had been raining a little bit, like I was just like, okay, we had the ponchos kind of was like going to sit on them and it was hot and sticky and muggy. And I sat my butt down and it was starting to make me like itch because I have pretty sensitive skin in terms of like things, allergens, whatever. And he's like, babe, it's wet. Like here, let me, I love him. He, he took his butt and sat down on it and soaked up all the water so that I could sit down and not have a wet tush. God love that man. I know I do. But it was these just perfect moments of, you know, I mean, Pink was our wedding song. She didn't play that one, but I didn't care. You know, I 
there was nothing, 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 nothing that was going to get me or him down. And every time the rain would come on, I would like, all right, I can put my poncho. A couple of times I had to open the umbrella, but I was like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. And everything was just going amazingly, swimmingly. I got a text right before the concert started from one of my We Got This Army. I love you, lady. She had purchased a candle a while before, so she had my Zelle information. And she sent me a Zelle with the note that said, little treat for pink. And I was like, oh, my God. I just, I don't even know what to say to that. You know, another one of my We Got This fam, who's an OG supporter for years, for my birthday sent me a pair of Jordans because he wanted me to wear them there. Because he's on my Instagram really, he's like, I'm not going to have you wearing those, you know, Converse, no shade to them, but I want you to have what you want. And he originally sent me a pair that God bless him. He'd asked Marshall what size I was. And I have, I'm like a size five or six shoe in women's, but then in kids, I wear a different size and they were too big. But I was like, oh my God, they're like beautiful. This is like, even the gesture to me was like pure platinum. And they didn't get here in time through a lot of, because you have to sign for it. And it didn't matter. Uh, just the gesture of it all. I ended up getting them. They're fucking phenomenal. So I'm probably going to wear them to boot camp that I have to go to this week that I was telling you guys about. But it's, it's, it's beyond me that people still care like that, that I still mean that to you guys. I know I shouldn't measure my worth by a radio station or a show or any of that, but it's just, it, fuck yeah. I don't even know what else to say. Like it just moves me beyond and I don't care if it's anything monetary or whatever it is. Just the fact that you guys support me the way that you do. I keep saying it over and over again. Like, it's just, it's, it's my, it's everything. Next to my, my family, it's my world. And just that feeling of going in there with that. I was like on, is there a cloud 19 versus cloud nine? I was just so fucking moved. And... Everything was just going amazing. The rain didn't bother me until, you know, because there's always got to be a we got this moment, right? <sighs> a, a while ago on an Ask Riley, a couple of you guys asked me, like, does it feel different to go into a concert or a venue and not be in radio? And I'm like, I guess normally it would, but I worked in concerts so long, so there's not many I would actively, like, get a sitter to go see like pink. And I'd love for Marshall to see NF. Like if marshmallow is in town, they would probably go do that. But I didn't necessarily ever care about like the velvet rope. I always cared about like connecting with you guys, like at the jingle ball when we would do pictures or yes, the stage shit's cool. But that was for me, a lot of times when I would go on stage, like I wasn't the host. So I didn't always have a mic. I was just, or I would have a mic and I wasn't really allowed to say anything. So I would always look at you guys in the front row. That was my favorite thing. I would give like the little heart hands and just smile at you and wave. And it would be the fucking best when we would like make eye contact or a listener that I'd seen before. They would, you know, that was the, that was the greatest part of it. But I mean, sure. Paying for the concert tickets is different now, but pink I'll pay for her all day, every day, you know, and that, that was my birthday present. So 
The other thing that I realized was different. And there was another thing that I'm going to get to that we got this moment that was kind of shitty, but uplifting too. In walking into a place where that used to be my job, that was my persona, that was my job to say hello to everybody, that was my job to be representing a company, a very big company, and I had to be on my P's and Q's. And it's not like it's not still like that, because if I ever saw any of you guys out there, come here and give me a fucking hug. I saw my Charmin there last night, and that was the greatest, because I haven't seen her in a minute, and I, because life gets busy, I know, and but I, I was like, yay, you know, she tromped her ass all the way over that field to just to give me a hug and talk to me for two minutes. That shit lights me up. You know, I felt bad because a lot of you guys were there and you're like, I wanted to meet you. And I was like on my DMs, but kind of not because I was trying to stay in the moment. But ordinarily, that would be the whole thing. I would be all about that and that would be the only thing. But I needed to do this for me and my husband. So that is kind of different. Um, the other thing that was different while we were there is it's stadium seating inside national uh, stadium. So it's like base, you know, it's really close. So where we were sitting, great seats, shout out to the husband. Um, there was two seats next to us that were open. So I already told Marshall, I was like, I'm going to go on your other side of you where there's nobody sitting there because I damn well know that I am going to be annoying the person next to me going crazy and screaming and I don't want to be that person that ruins it for anybody else so if there was a chance to like have space I was going to do that well glitter in the air was coming on and that's my one of my absolute all-time favorite songs of pinks and in the middle of that I'm literally in a zone I'm singing I'm loving on Marshall I'm just in the zone and this other lady that was next to me that I was trying to like give space to to be respectful Taps me on the shoulder and she's like, hey, you know, those seats over there, like one beyond us and where my husband Marshall was, she's like, would you guys like to move over into these seats so that these are our friends? There was two ladies, if you want to call them that, that were there with her so that we can all sit together, like no big deal. And I was just like, kind of like I had been pulled out of my pink zone and I was like, wait. What? Hold on. Hold on a second. I think Marshall was trying to talk to them so they could tell him, like he could see. I was like, just give me a second. Let me just, let me have this moment and then I will get to you in one minute. And I like realized that Marshall was kind of like, there was like strife going on behind me. And I turned around to the chick that originally asked and I was like, hey, can you just give me one minute to finish the song? And then yes, I will absolutely move. And the, the weird part about it was, is like, because I had moved away and Marshall was standing there, like I had moved into the seats that nobody was sitting in. This lady had shifted into my seat, and then the seat next to us, I guess, was these peep, these women that wanted to, you know, scooch in. So after I had turned around and told the lady, just give me one minute, let me hear the song, and I will, whatever, I guess those other ladies who were very intoxicated figured I was like giving a big fat fuck you, and I was just not moving this is what happens when you get drunk at a concert and I don't drink anymore, but I, I get it, but they were older ladies too, you know, so old enough to know better or not act like that. But you know, I digress. Alcohol gets you sometimes, but here's the moment where I remembered that I, I'm just me now in many ways. And I don't have to put up with shit that I would put up with before for my job as much as I miss it at that moment. As I'm just jamming out to pink, minding my own business, I feel like somebody grabbing me, like, and digging nails into my arm. 
And I turn around and it's this drunk ass lady with her beer and she's and I didn't even understand what the hell she was saying. The music was loud. And I just turned around and looked at her and I was like, get your fucking hands off of me. Now that's not something I would normally say in Riley Couture with the radio mode. But how is it that I don't have the right now to be like, don't fucking put your hands on me because we're having a misunderstanding. You know, like it, it, it's not that big a thing. And I was just like, get off of me. And at that moment, my husband went into cop mode because he's trained to defuse the situation first. And he rolls around and he walks up to her, you know, like we didn't really roll around. He flew in like a gallant knight on a white horse, but he, he knew how special this was for me. And he didn't want me to have to deal with any of that, which nor should anybody should like, even if it was a situation where I was giving him a big fat fuck you, you don't put your hands on somebody over a seat when you're the ones trying to get us to move for, so you can sit in a different seat. Cause I guess the original seats that we had were in between them and they were sitting outside of us. So, Marshall walks up or rolls in and was just like, ma'am, you're intoxicated. He was like trying to diffuse the situation, like just explain what was happening. These are our seats. Can't you see? Like, so now all of a sudden they wanted the seats that they had originally. And that's where they were trying to go. And I'm just like, at this point, you'd put your hands on me. So I'm just like, I'm not hearing anything you're saying. And I'm just like focusing on Marshall because she was drunk. Both of them were. And they were just like, and I, I see her beer. It was full and it was literally like at eye level because she was taller than me. And I'm going, bitch, if you fuck, oh my God. I was like, if that beer lands on me, I'm going to lose all my zen. I'm going to lose all my cool and you're going to meet old school hoochie hoop Riley because I was wearing them last night. Like I'm going to take them out. I'm going to hand them to Marshall. Like don't, don't let that beer fall on me after you've already put your hands on me because you know, there's only a, there's a certain limit. But then again, I'm like, okay, I'm a mother. I am still a media personality. I would like to keep my Zen reputation, my pride, my whatever intact. But then I see her like getting her face like so close to Marshall. And I just, I go over, I was like, ma'am, I was like, he's a police officer. Okay. Just to kind of be like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, he's not trying to do anything, but diffuse the situation and so she's just, bah, 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 bah. so I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go over here, which is all too, not even a foot away. Cause that's how close these steps are. And I just hear Marshall, like, you're not going to speak about my wife like that, ma'am. You're intoxicated. She's like, my husband is a police officer too. And I'm in my head going, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Like, that's another reason I don't want to act a fool. My husband's a cop. And. Marshall just said to her, okay, well, you should probably call your husband and, you know, he could probably be a little bit more reasonable as a situation than you. So then a woman in front of us, which this made me feel horrible because she was apparently a listener. She'd asked me earlier in the time that like, weren't, aren't you the girl from the radio? And I was like, I was, you know, and she'd said that her friend that was with her, like, or family member, like had listened all the time and then I look and there's there's two little girls that were like maybe nine ten and oh my god my whole world just went fuck this is why you don't come out of pocket you know but at that point the lady was like stop and that must have woke drunky monkey up and you know 
Marshall, of course, was just trying to defuse the situation. So he just came back over to me. But then these women were like being so obnoxious. Like just waving her hands, and like getting it too close to Marshall. And then, then her friend that originally asked for it for us to move was like, I'm so sorry. Like I, I'm my bad, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, and she's like, do you guys want to move over here? Cause then you're not a weight. Then, you know, over these when like go two over from them. So we would have been like four or five seats away, which like where her family, other family members were. And I was just like, not processing at all. I'm trying to like figure out all that's happening. I'm trying to make sure the drunky monkey doesn't actually like toss a beer on my husband. I'm trying to like, just bring my cortisol down and get back to the moment we were before that when everybody was minding their business and just having a good time. And I was like, and she kept saying, do you want to move? Do you want to move? And I'm going, all right, wait. I was like, you know what, ma'am? Hold on. I just, I, I need a second to like process all of that. And then I also wanted to apologize to the mom in front of me because her daughter was upset and seeing all this. And I'm like, I, I'm just, I'm so sorry. That's what I wanted to do first. And then I'll deal with where you want to sit, lady. Then I was like, like, no, I'm not going to reward this situation. So basically, if we move down, you just got what you wanted after you disrupted everybody's good time and put your fucking hands on me. No. But then it was like, I'm sitting there and I was still jamming out, but I wasn't feeling it like I was before. And Marshall's got this lady's fucking hand, arm, her whole wing in his face. And he was, you know, trying to have a good time, but I could see it. Like when you flip that switch, Marshall, which it does not happen often at all. I think that's like maybe the second time I've ever seen that never directed at me or our kids, but like the second time he's gone into like protecto mode where like, you're not going to fuck with my family. And I was like, you know what? I, as much as he wanted this night to just be happy for me, I need to get him away from this woman. Cause that whole energy was just affecting his mood. And as it would for me too. And I wanted him to know that no matter what, even these crazies, nothing was going to make the night anything less than what he envisioned it for me, which was everything and more. So I said, babe, do you want to take her up on her offer and just scoot down? Like, and he was just like, at first he was like, no. So I just, I whispered in his ear and I said, babe, I love you. I am here at pink with the love of my life, having the time of my life. I'm so happy. I'm so glad. I love you so much. We're not going to let that woman and her friend or any of those women fuck this up for us. We're just not. That was the we got this moment of the night. So then we moved down. And of course the fucking like, I don't know if it was the dad or the grandpa or whatever, like was like trying to strongbow Marshall and like stand there and like, he had his arms crossed and he was just standing at attention like a soldier, like, and with his body just like ever so in Marshall's space. I'm like, bruh, like grow the fuck up, really. Like we've diffused the situation, it's fine, but you got to add that extra little whatever. And I'm just like, I really dare you to bow him in the face. Like, no, I don't. But if you did, that <laughs> that wouldn't have gone over well. But I was like distracting Marshall and I was like, just, you know, video this and da-da-da. So once all that calmed down, there was another moment that when I was talking about the moments of clarity before it started to rain, like it was draining, raining and drizzling in and out. But like this song that is like my new favorite of pinks. And I am here. If you guys have ever heard it, like it's not one of my ones that I would originally go to, but in it, it says 
and forgive me, I should be like the king, the the queen of pink and whatever, but sensory overload. Um, it's like, I can, I think it's, I can feel the devil and the devil is near, but you know, it's like, I have nothing to fear. Like, because basically she's talking about, I've seen the fucking devil. I don't, I've gone through it all. I don't have anything to fear and I'm here. I'm here and I'm doing it. And I was like, oh my God. Like then as she starts singing that, it's like the rain and the clouds finally opened up and she's singing in the fucking rain. Flashing her, like splashing her hair around, like just doing the pink mohawk, like head bang wave thing. And it's like the background of this song is everybody go and they go. It's like very gospel. Like it's very heart pumping and just, I was just bouncing and like, I was just like jumping to the beat and I was trying to like keep my <laughs> poncho on because I didn't want like my front hair to get wet. The weave, I didn't give a shit, but I was like, I got to put the umbrella down. I got to feel this fucking moment. I, I was like, I don't care about my lashes, even though they stuck on cause they're amazing. Um, thank you. Lashes by Katie. But the rain was literally hitting my face. And Marshall must have been in awe because I was like, I don't give a fuck about my makeup. I don't care. I was like, I don't care if my hair gets wet. I don't give a shit. Let the skies open up and cleanse me of not only that bullshit that just happened, but everything that has happened that seemingly in the moment set me back. It was the most beautiful moment I've had since my wedding, since my kids were born, since I met Marshall. It was so freeing to just let fucking go. Just let go. And be everything I never usually am. And be so in love with my husband and also be so proud that we could leave that stupid little blip of a moment and just feel the present joy that was there. And what was crazy literally seconds after she stopped singing, the rain let up. If that's not manifestation and God and the universe trying to tell me something, I don't fucking know what it is. And even if it isn't, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to bottle that moment forever and ever. And it was so important that it happened because I've been nervous like I told you guys to go to this boot camp and speak on this manifestation panel. I had no idea what I was going to say, but now I'm like, I'm just going to go be me. I, I, I have this oomph to me now, like this re-upping of energy and, and just this belief in myself. And I, it's no different than any years before that I would hear something from pink or see something. And I have this moment now. It was tangible. And it was with the love of my life. And I realized, like, as long as we're okay, as long as my family's okay, we fucking got this. You know, so it's just now I'm walking into it, and I'm like, I am going to walk into it with that same energy. If my outfit gets screwed up, if my hair's not right, who cares? I just got to go forth and fucking conquer because 23 is my year to be Jordan, friends. And I'm so excited. 
I'm going to get to connect with some old friends that I haven't seen in forever in like 15 years and people that I've stayed close with, you know, via Instagram and social media and on the phone, but literally in person, haven't seen them in 15 years. And I can't wait because she's one of those friends that like, it doesn't matter how long the time goes. Like she'll always be one of my touchstones. And, you know, I get to meet some new people, hopefully inspire some new people and hopefully open up new avenues for my business. Maybe who knows? Maybe you guys will hear me on air again soon as a result of this. Who knows how or why or when? But I'm going to manifest all really fucking good things because that's the power of pink, y'all. <laughs> it's, it's pretty incredible the way I feel. You know, I didn't go to bed till like 3 o'clock in the morning last night because I was just buzzing with all of it. And I'm just really happy. And hopefully this doesn't make you sad, but there's going to be no podcast on Friday because I will be out of town and I won't have the equipment to do so because I'm going to be at boot camp. But I promise when I come back, I will have all of the good things to say and a lot of good new ideas, especially for the We Got This Army. If you guys haven't signed up, I'll give you all that info in a minute. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys wanting to hear all of this and wanting to support me the way that you have. I will take the whatever many hundreds of you or thousands, I don't even know, that listen versus the millions that listened before because I know that you are real people that really care and you guys give me faith again that there's still really good people in this whole universe we got going on doing good things and being the better person. Well, the better person, but being a person that believes in doing good and being real and telling the truth and doing well for others, that that's worth it. You guys just make all of this worth it. I am so lovey-dovey tonight, and now i got to go pack. Ugh. Yeah, I haven't left it to the last minute or anything because I leave tomorrow. Or no, I leave. Well, by the time you hear this, it'll be morning. So, yeah, i got to go pack. Mm. My apologies that there wasn't an Ask Riley today, but I thought this was a little bit more fun to do. And I hope you guys drew some inspiration from this too. You know, somebody said to me that they relate so much to the way that I feel right now because they too had their identity taken from them and their job and, you know, all the things that made them them and they feel like they lost hope and they're like, seeing your joy gives me hope. And I'm like, well, you know, listen, I'm not always the most hopeful. And honestly, I haven't been. I can always preach it, but I don't know that sometimes I feel it the way that I should. But last night was such a testament to <sighs> hope is always around the corner when you seek it, when you choose that happy. And for me, it's remembering what an old friend of mine said, you're Riley motherfucking couture. You go out there and kill it. So you take that phrase and you turn that around to whatever your name is, whatever they call you, whatever you want to be called, and say it in the mirror every fucking day. But not only say it, believe it, feel it. Ask, believe, receive, my friends. I love you so much. Um, yeah, so if you guys want to become part of the We Got This Army and support the Really Riley podcast and keep the lights on, if you will, um, you can do that at reallyreallypodcast.com. There's a bunch of merch up there, too, if you want to get in on the new merchandise. 
Um, we got this army fam, get their dibs on it first because of the fact that I make every damn thing that's on that site, which I love. So everything is handmade, personalized. It's not like mass produced. I do it. I design it, all of it. Um, I source it, whatevs. But once it's gone, it's gone. Um, you're also going to get discounts there when you sign up. You also get discounts if I'm having any live events. If I'm having a pop-up, you get a discount. You also get a little free gifty. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, uh, let's see what else. There's lots of other things too. You get a weekly newsletter with stuff that's going on. You're also going to get... They got, this week they got their first video version of the podcast that was extended and I actually am going to start doing mindfulness minutes. Um, I'm going to post one next week as an example and it's basically just stories from my life where people have been shitty, situations have been shitty, maybe I've been shitty and it's a moment that I like took and learned something from it and changed it and made vodka spiked lemonade even though I don't drink anymore so I don't know what you'd say like pink spiked lemonade there we go um but yeah so if you want to sign up really rally podcast no really rally.com oh my god really rally podcast.com really rally podcast.com I'm tired y'all um email is really rally podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions comments concerns you want to send me a uh we got this moment. You want to send me a Ask Riley, a small business spotlight, or show me the ring. We got to do another one of those soon. Text line is 410-604-8895. And the social media is Really Riley Podcast on Instagram, Really Riley Podcast TikTok, Riley Couture on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. No, TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Twitter is Riley Couture 5. Trying to get back into that. Um, Yeah. Oh, and House of W by Riley for the candles and all the other merch. I love you guys to death. Forgive me for not being around on Friday, but I will talk to you next week. And I'm wishing you all the really great manifestation vibes, and hopefully you'll do the same for me. Love you longest. Thanks for listening. It's really Riley.